our turn. Welcome to the Women of Gaming podcast. We're back. Hello, Hello everyone. How are you Hello, guys? Back. Hope hey, you guys are doing good. Episode 12. That's nutty. Did you say you <laughs> look so 12? No, it's episode 12. Oh, episode 12. I thought you said, I look you- so 12. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm not Mother Gothel. Okay. Thank you. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Dude, she's kind I of an know. asshole in Dreamlight Valley. Not uh, going to no, lie. She is, she is very, I just, I was telling Dylan today how much I dislike her, her passive aggressiveness and her, uh, uh, oh, I'm just kidding. Oh, just kidding. You know, I didn't really mean Oh, I didn't like mean that. it. The same thing she does to Rapunzel. <laughs> it's a good game, though. It's a very, I'm very convinced. good game. Convince John to start playing Pokemon. I believe I received a text saying something. Oh, similar. yeah. He's he's here out in the... Uh, Fernando's teaching him how to play. Oh, nice. nice. Some of the guys from the shop have been trying to get me to play, too, and... I want to, I really do, but like I said last episode, can my wallet really handle another TCG? That is. <laughs> my, my wallet and my financial advisor, a.k.a. Tabitha, will not allow me to pick up another hobby after uh, Hi, Elizabeth. Magic the Gathering and uh, golf. So, Golf is expensive, uh, though. It can, it can be. Spend my money on whatever I want. Oh, well. All right. So we're going to kick off this episode with something a little fun. Um, And it's something that producer Bill practically begged us to talk about. So I guess we'll talk about it. And that's the (laughs) Deadpool 3 movie. Wait, I bet. No, I didn't. uh, Don't get me wrong. It's cool. but uh, (laughs) He said... We need to talk about this. And he kept saying, we need to talk about this. We're doing it. (laughs) No, we don't have to talk about it. We have a jam-packed episode full of news. And so we can skip the Deadpool trailer. I mean, that's fine. Are you sure? Yeah, absolutely. (gasps) 100%. 100%. Skip it. I mean, I'm, I'm fine. It. Oh, 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 okay. So now it's not on producer Bill. Okay, I see how it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the comments are mm-hmm. coming in fast and furious, guys. Thank you all so much. We appreciate and we love the interaction. <laughs> so, but no, we don't. Uh, I'm sure oh, by now. Can we go back to that last comment real quick. I'm oh, sorry. Okay. Uh, Sweet yeah, Mama yeah. Bravo. Mm-hmm. First Pokemon YouTube video with his bestie. I can't afford this. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's so funny. Sweet Mama Bravo is my best friend. And she has two sons, my nephews, Kenny and CJ. And it appears that Kenny has just made his first Pokemon YouTube video. So that is super exciting. That's That's cool. He's 10 and he has, or he's autistic. And then he also has apraxia. So it's like a brain to mouth dysfunction where like, for whatever reason, his tongue isn't able to formulate the words properly. So he was nonverbal for a really long time. And now he, I mean, he speaks so beautifully so the fact that he's making YouTube movies now or, you know, videos and posting them and he's on there playing Minecraft with his friends with his headset and he's chatting away. Oh, my God. It makes me so happy. That's awesome. That's no, awesome. sorry. I just had to throw that out there because, you know, gaming, it just it it has so much to offer people of all ages and demographics. And, you know, he's like a shining beacon of what it can do to help somebody. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's true. Yeah, definitely. Okay, I wanted to I'll get off my mom's soapbox now. 
<laughs> about if you need another hobby, I suggest suggest jujitsu. Man, jujitsu is expensive. It is. It, it's good. It's good if you can afford it. That's we're gonna try and get back into it. Um, over here at our local dojo or whatever you call it, and they were mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, it's gonna be two hundred ninety bucks just for two of them." And I was like. Jesus. Jeez. Yeah, jujitsu is expensive. It's great, yeah. but it is pricey. Mm-hmm. Ah, wow. Someone started cutting onions over here. Oh, we mm-hmm. love you too. <laughs> it's monthly at best. I guess that's a jujitsu thing. Yeah, the prices. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, okay. I, I'm I'm more of a Krav Maga guy, so I'm going uh, I to did cra- I did Krav Maga for seven and a half years, actually. Yeah, so I feel that. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I love jujitsu. It's it's a brilliant sport. It's uh got its beauty, but I'm definitely more of a crab maga guy. I'm uh, a little bit up there in age. I've got about 80 seconds of fighting left in me, and I'm saving it for the <laughs> zombie apocalypse. So. <laughs> so, all right, but yeah, we're just gonna go ahead and skip the Deadpool thing. We've got a ton of stuff to get. Are you the into. top sub, Papa's Key? I will check to see if you're the top sub right now. That sounds kind of dirty. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and I, no, I don't see him being comments. a sub whatsoever. So, <laughs> but I guess around De- Dez, I suppose. Oh my gosh, <laughs> this is supposed to be a G-rated show. What is wrong? Where, with where you? have you been? Nobody knows what I'm talking about <laughs> unless they care really good at reading between the lines. I don't know. It's been <laughs> PG thirteen lately with the one F bomb uh, 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 episode. It says. What uh, Deadpool said a PG-13 rating is. <laughs> uh, all right, let's just go ahead and get it out of the way. It's happened every week. Fuck that bitch, Atraxa. <laughs> oh, my God. And yes, um, Papaski, it appears that you are our first sub on Twitch. So thank you for that. Yay! I just have all of these anime pictures in my head. <laughs> All right, <laughs> moving on. Oh, my God. Let's moving talk, on, um, please. Let's talk about some spooky games then. How about that? Well, Des actually something that she wanted oh. to share. Um, yeah, so um, spooky games. I really want to talk about spooky games. However, we had ladies' night last night, so I wasn't able to go as in-depth on some of the games as I wanted to. So instead, I want to skip over to spooky Pokemon. I so love if you spooky have Pokemon. Spooky Pokemon are adorable. Oh. So our first spook, well, the first spooky Pokemon for spooky season is going to be Oh, Pukaboo. my favorite. I know I it's adorable. So, Nikki, do you want to give us a quick background on Punkaboo? Yeah, um, just the the read there. Yeah, uh, if you want, I can read it. I have my glasses on today, so it says. Uh, <laughs> I see Pumpkaboo that. Is well a done. Ghostly Pokemon that has four sizes: small, average, and large, and super size. Encasing its lower body is a pinkish pumpkin with a pair of nubby legs. Carved into the pumpkin is a pair of circular holes that glow yellow-orange. Punkaboo's shadow is black body, or Punkaboo's shadowy black body pokes out of the top of the pumpkin and it has glowing yellow eyes. A pair of its fangs in its lower jaw and pointed ears that curve slightly. On top of its head is a long tuft of fur that curls lightly, tightly at the tip. A collar of furry-looking tufts hangs over the edge of the po- pumpkin. I was going to say the Pokemon. And then... Pumpkaboo, I am blind, becomes active after dark. The holes in its bodies can glow and illuminate this way 
for travelers in the dark. It's said that it also carries wandering spirits to the afterlife by storing the spirits within its body. However, its own spirit is trapped in this world. Pumpkaboo's four different sizes are determined by the number of lost souls lingering and gathered in the area. Wow. Um, When taking spirits into the afterlife, small Pumpkaboo prefers taking children's spirits, while large Pumpkaboo prefers taking adult spirits instead. Pumpkaboo can hypnotize and control any humans or Pokemon. It does this task by releasing steams of light from its holes in the pumpkin. So that was a lot to read, but it was a lot of awesome information. You think that I know really that awesome. my favorite Pokemon, but that was that was yeah. I just learned all of that thing. today. I but I mean I think it's awesome, and I'm wondering if we go to a cemetery and play Pokemon Go, will we find a Pumpkaboo? Because if we do, be like cool. I'm down for this. Are there yeah. cemeteries nearby? Well, they used yes. to do um, location based type of Pokemon, so. <laughs> that was in the first iteration of Pokemon Go. I think they updated it where you can find almost anything everywhere. But um, uh, I think especially this you month, should, we should be you able to should find be some. able to. And since it's October, you're definitely going to find more of the uh, well, Gorgais, uh, yeah. freakier um, Pokemon or ghosty Pokemon. So I don't have the any updated cool information too. for Gorgais, but this is the evolved state of Pumpkaboo. And I thought this one was pretty cute too. And one thing that I really liked about the way this one looks is that you can actually see the face on top. So you can tell that the head is on top and the pumpkin itself is the body. Whereas mm-hmm. Pumpkaboo, you know, it looks like the pumpkin is the actual face. Oh, yeah. Um, I I think I had made... Um, so when this Pokemon came out, I you can customize your uh, avatar, your little player, your trainer the game and i did a very remarkable color markup matchup it was kind of difficult to match pumpkaboo and i have a picture of it somewhere uh on my switch (laughs) (laughs) it was really cute um if you guys don't mind i have the lore small bit of lore pulled up for gorgeist is actually pretty cool um if you don't mind if i read it yeah i think do we have time for that because we it's, have a really packed very small. Episode. It's very, it's very, very small paragraph. So it says, on the night of a new moon, Gorgeist wanders town streets while singing an eerie song. Those who hear its song are cursed. It is also known to sing joyful, uh, joyfully while observing prey it has entangled in its arms. Gorgeist's four different sizes determine their target, who they take into the afterlife. Small Gorgeist per- prefers targeting adults while pretending to be children. The target Gorgeist prefer, uh, or the large Gorgeist prefers taking children by pretending to be adults. The supersized Gorgeist aren't picky and will target anyone. Interesting. That's uh, terrifying. That is, not something, yeah, that is actually, I, wow. <laughs> All right. It's like there's some days and some Pokemon where I'm like, God, I wish Pokemon were real and I could actually play with these little shits. And then I see how big <laughs> some of them are actually supposed to be. And now I'm hearing this about Punkaboo and Gorgeist, and I'm like, hmm, maybe, maybe I'm okay with them not being real. Oh no. Uh, <laughs> At least Gorgeist. Punkaboo may I, be different, but Gorgeist, no thanks. <laughs> I used to think that um I would really love to be in the world of Pokemon because I'm super obsessed with Pokemon, totally fascinated with it. And half of the creatures out there scare the living daylights out of me. It's not even just the ghost Pokemon, this is like regular ass Pokemon, like Beedrill. Pokemon Beedrill is three feet tall. Yeah. 
Pedro being three feet tall. I don't like bees. No, so <laughs> I mean, murder hornets. Was that the big thing in 2020 after COVID kicked yeah, off? Murder was murder hornet? hornet. <laughs> like, that's a real life murder hornet right yeah, there. That is indeed a real life it's, murder it's hornet. A small child size, <laughs> like ready to come at you. Yeah. Oh, no, thank you. That's funny. All righty. Well, All right, Nikki. interesting Pokemon lore for us there. Um, I quickly want to touch up on, were we going to talk about Warhammer or are we just going to dive into? Yeah, I, I think we need it. to talk about the Warhammer yeah, just, uh, just a little this bit. This is actually news to me since I've kind of checked out this whole last week due to work. So uh, I've been kind of slowly reading this MTG Rocks uh, thing here. So the collector's edition of Warhammer, if you pre-ordered one, you might have noticed that yours may have gotten canceled for some reason. Oh, you, we, we can't fulfill your order. We just didn't get enough product, etc. Well, real reasons, one of them anyway, is that the collectability of them has peaked so far that you can buy these for like $1,000. And so they're trying to cancel these orders and resell them at like $1,000. Um, it's ridiculous. I agree. In my opinion. Yes, it is an entire deck and it's all foiled out, but a thousand dollars on a hundred cards. Come on. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, it do you hurts think me. You know, Nikki, no, you had put in a very interesting post in the women of gaming, um, or the, the Women of Magic the Gathering Facebook group the other day asking, you know, you're curious about what the demographics are of people who buy magic cards. Because I know as far as the four of us, you know, we're just everyday average Joes and Janes. Like we're not working, you know, six, seven, eight figure jobs where we're working normal everyday people type jobs and we have families and regular bills. Um, and we still put money out into this hobby that we love so much. But mm -hmm how are they justifying these price tags to people like us? You know, who are I we like the 1% of players that are, you know, half broke or, you know, just making it by like who, who was is actually, actually buying at these prices? I was genuinely trying to look up and see who the majority demographic of magic players were. And I actually even started making a Google form. I haven't even finished it. But I kind of wanted to put out there fish for answers. I'm like, are you a collector? Do you play? Do you play paper? Do you play online? How much money do you put into this monthly? Like everything. Because I wanted to know who are these people who are just like, oh, yeah, I want to get that. Here's a grand. Like, yeah, like a I, grand is, is nothing. We just went through a pandemic and a grand is nothing. What do you mean? <laughs> I, I, I want to put something in here real quick, and I believe I've said this on this podcast before. Warhammer is by far and away, uh, I, I like the game, but I could never get into it because the financial demands are ridiculous. If you want to play Warhammer on any level that is fun or competitive, you have to invest a ton of money. Now, again, my financial advisor would say I probably spent a little too much on MTG, and she's probably right. But at the same time, the, the, I knew, and I think we talked about this, Sammy, I knew that the Warhammer uh, pre-cons 
we're going to get up there in price on the secondary market, but I did not think it would get this effing crazy before they've even been released. This is ridiculous. Yeah, and imagine imagine what's going to happen with the uh, Doctor Who Commander decks. If it's, if it's doing this oh, for yeah. Warhammer 40k, given the amount of, especially since there is GalaxyCon 2 coming up soon, I'm sure they're probably going to reveal something like that, um, especially since Matt Smith and you know other people will be there from the cast of Doctor Who. Um, it, it's, if this is, yeah, if this in... I feel like there's a larger fan base for Doctor Who than there is Warhammer 40k. And yeah. I think if like 100%. And I feel mm -hmm. like that is going to probably hike up the price of if this is happening with Warhammer 40k now, imagine what Amazon and those other retailers are going to do with the initial pre-order prices on the Doctor Who Commander decks. So like it, it's like this is kind of like the whole trial and error sort of situation with this um limited set of uh for just warhammer 40k being limited to commander so i i, I don't know I, I this is dangerous i i so, would rather just wait and and get the cards individually i agree sammy i hate to cut you off right there but no i would problem. really no, I, I would really love to address this comment right here and for those of you who are who are listening and thank you for all the listeners on uh spotify itunes and everything we do appreciate you so much but i do want to address this comment that says well people spend money on their passion for example around me mostly is people dropping money on concerts left and right that i know they can't afford money rules at the end of the day uh, yes, it does. The, the market will drive the demand and people, something is only worth as much as what people will pay for. I, I agree with that, but this is cardboard. This is a cardboard game. And I understand that people are going to, you know, pay more for premium items and they're going to pay more to, you know, try to buy it and then resell it on the secondary market. But <sighs> magic is supposed to be one of those games. And you can say this for any TCG and that's fine, but magic, especially Hasbro and wizards of the coast markets magic heavily as a game for everybody to be inclusive. What about those of us who can't afford the shit? Uh, yeah. I I don't know if the ladies, if you guys, I've got a lot to say about that. So if you guys want to go first, go for it. Uh, you know, I, uh, I agree. Like, How do you expect to include everybody if at the end of the day, the the stuff that everyone wants or, you know, the the big ticket items, the tickets are too big. You know, with the majority of us being regular people that are playing, you know, 95% of us don't have Post Malone money to draw on Magic. So it doesn't make any sense that they claim to be all-inclusive while, you know, you look at something like Magic 30, how expensive this event has become. You know, it really caters to the whales, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And it's upsetting to me. Yeah. That no, being I, said, I, if anybody from WotC is listening, by no means am I saying I hate you guys or anything else. I very much appreciate, you know, what, what WotC and Hasbro is doing for me in my particular situation. Just overall, in general, you know, it's it's hard to see how somebody without a big income starting out can actually start out and be a competitive player or even, you know, have fun at the LGS when your deck isn't compete or doesn't compare with the decks around you. 
Nikki, um, do you have something to say? Well, yes, and it doesn't really apply to Warhammer, but it does apply to what we will be talking about next, which is all about around the same realm about affordability. I understand that I love this game and I can play this game and it's a great game. And when I see a product like that, I have a different mentality. I I, I agree that things should be accessible to the people that want it, but I go, yeah, that product has no bearing for me and I don't really care about it and I'm not going to spend money on it because I can't. But it also does not affect my ability to play this game. So I will continue to play this game and people can continue to collect their cardboard, which is equivalent to buying a piece of artwork. Have you ever gone on on a cruise and bought a Thomas Kincaid? It's exactly the same thing, except in card form. And I get that. That's a, that's an interesting point. Yeah, that is a good point. (laughs) But, Mm uh, So when I look at those things, I'm like, that's not for me. But at the same time, people do want that. And it's really rough when you can buy a booster pack for $4 and then turn around and be like, oh, but I could buy some really pretty cardboard for $1,000. And that that just has um, an effect on playability because we're going to come up and cover some things that you probably all know about about some things coming up that are not playable legally. <laughs> yeah. These at least are playable legally. Mm-hmm. The commander does. Um, yeah. So it I I think like regarding like people getting into magic, I, I can understand why they would not want to or why the price of the magic cards or even to play would kind of deter them from um, playing magic in general. Um, but I did a little experiment the other day, uh, not the other day, it's actually a few months ago, and I made a $50 Lord Xander deck off of uh, Commander's Quarters. Uh, and that deck is a monster. And it's 50 bucks, and it can steamroll, you know, $1,500 decks. You know, I mean, it's not every time, but it's happened, and I've done it before. You know, so it's, it. I think it's kind of like, it, magic is cardboard currency as much as we don't you know want to think of it that way it is I, I can't tell you how many times I've paid off bills by selling my cards and you know stuff like that so but long story short Warhammer 40k caters to a specific crowd and the fact that it hiked up past a thousand dollars and the fact that the Warhammer 40k players pay that much money if not more to even build their armies honestly it kind of hits a really odd parallel where it's kind of it makes sense almost but it's just at the same time like people canceling pre-orders just because they want to make a thousand dollars off of like that's that's not okay to me i don't like that idea yeah yeah we, we could we it's could hard. spend the we, we could spend the entire podcast on this particular topic but we're going to move <laughs> on because we've got a lot more coming and nikki i know you had a lead into the next one which mm-hmm. uh which one do you want up next uh, we can start at the top of the the slide because let's let's pepper in some good before we get to the nitty gritty. <laughs> okay, when you say the slide, are are we talking about the slides that the slideshow you sent me? Mm-hmm. Okay, I sent it to everybody actually. Gotcha. Well, but I'm important. You are important. <laughs> yes, your name Absolutely. was the very first one I put down. Do you feel special? <laughs> 
Gosh, Tabitha, how do you deal with someone who needs so much validation? I know. Right? <laughs> All right. So there you go. Yeah. And you just click on through things. Um, are, are you I made sure? it clicky so we can talk about things while we well, go through and we can take the moment to pause. So we are going to cover um, Magic 30. So these are the promos that are coming up. If you want to give this. So this is the good news. Yeah. Tabitha said it's hard. So at every single pre-release at participating Wizard Play Network stores, you can get one of 30 special promos, which is one for each year of Magic. Oh, that's cool. Mm -hmm. I think I looked at these briefly. There were some pretty good ones, too. So for Dominaria United, we have Sarah Angel. We have Ball Lightning. And Findhorn um, Elves, which is in German. Uh, so a very fun oh. thing that they're doing is they're adding these foreign cards to these promos you can get. This is a, these are for each set. So for the Brothers War, which is this another is set of Wall of Roots. Wood Elves. Windfall. Love good windfall. And Loyal Retainers. How are you going to sit there and say you love Windfall, even though you admittedly hate playing blue? Uh, I have a blue-red deck. <laughs> she does. I've seen it. It does fun I things. Do not make me pull up the video <laughs> when I ask you. I said, what do you have against blue? And you said, I don't like people telling me no. I don't so, like people telling me no. But, oh, I but she enjoys telling others no. no. Mm. It's not really telling people no i like telling people hey did you like that hand good draw another <laughs> dylan how do you put up with this bro <laughs> uh, he started it <laughs> all right my, my so hard <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> might i bring up that he made a neza hall commander <laughs> and it's a counter spell tribal deck mm. okay there you go. Is that That's the type surprise? of person he is. Let's go, Dylan. <laughs> Shut up. Don't cheer him on. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. So next you'll see Please the promos that are. Shut up. Me on. <laughs> you'll see <laughs> the next uh, um, promos that are coming through. You can click a little faster unless someone wants to pause on them. Poor Haven. Oh, Poor Haven's a good one. It is. Yeah. Uh, Vindicate. Vindicate. Yeah. In, uh, it looks like Italian. The I was going to say, it does look, what, what is Riven or what, what is that? It, it vindicated uh, in Italian. Certainly the, it's certainly Italian. It looks Italian. It says, Distrugi un permanente bersaggio. Definitely sounds like Italian. Yeah, <laughs> definitely Italian. There's Exalted Angel. Sweet. Mm -hmm. That's also a good one. And, and Temple uh, of False God. That's the, the one land I will refuse to put in any commander deck. Why? <laughs> March of the Machine is going to be the next set. And for 2004, Ooh, they have Eternal Witness. That you witnessed, though. 2005, oh, Court of Calling. I really like calling. the Court of Calling. Cool. And Nick Missing. I want that oh, one. Mind. Of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for the Lord of the Rings, Tales of the Middle Earth, we have a um, Tarmogoyf. Tarmogoyf. They, they should have given us, like, Lord of the Rings promos. What's Acidic the Slime? Maybe. 
<laughs> and Terastodon. Everyone loves a I good love Terastodon. Terastodon. For Wilds of Eldraine, my favorite set coming up. Hornet Queen. Hornet Queen! Or Rainsy Yo, that Harvester of Souls artwork, though. Yes. It's nice. Oh. I need that in my demon deck, bro. That That's looks awesome. really cool. <laughs> the <laughs> Colonial Hydra. Hydra diamond. My fave, because I love Hydras. So. What? Goblins. Oh, sorry, I Des. love Goblins, too. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> And then we have Lost Caverns of Ixlan. Um, Yay! It's my dragon, dragon lord lady. of Tarka. Yes. I love her. Ooh, the Matic oh, Reversal. Isochron Scepter, hey. An another Path of Ancestry that nobody asked for. They just love giving Path of Ancestry out to people. Here, here's the Path of Ancestry. Here's Set the foil we forgot to give you at the first Command Fest. Yeah. Set code name Polo. Marco. Mm -hmm. Polo. Polo. <laughs> so we have a very oh, beautiful so. Dovin's Veto. I like that. I, love that. Oh, wow. I, love that. I play nice. that in one of my decks. I just That's love really all cool. of it. Veto. Veto. My God. <laughs> the other Veto. I love this. The other Veto. That's a good looking Veto. Deadly Dispute. I like That's that art said. too. And what? Uh -oh. What is it? What? Well, I yeah, know. I was going to say, hold on, wait. <laughs> Who's that magic card? <laughs> <laughs> it's Pikachu! <laughs> it's Jigglypuff, it? seen from above. Oh, we don't know, huh? Yes, that's only 29 cards, plus the back of a magic card. <laughs> the 30-year card, well, that would have to be printed in 2022, and as it happens, it's unreleased, and it's coming in the Brothers Ward. Um, they'll reveal that coming soon. Nice. That's kind of cool. These are the uh, premier play promos for if you win in any regional championship qualifiers or if you do anything. So Ooh, if you are cool. participating, okay, your top participant, you get a mystical dis uh, dispute. Yeah, that's being played a I love the art right on it. Too. Ooh, this is a top finisher, too? Thing in the Ice. Thing in the I didn't know there was a magic card named after my ex-wife. <laughs> well, look at the flip side when you click. <laughs> no, I did that, and that's why I got married. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> that, and that's why I got divorced. Woken horror. <laughs> Whoa, is that a woken horror or a woken whore? <laughs> oh my god, Bill! Okay. Somebody and clean that man's if glasses. You, win, you get Snapcaster Mage. If you are the elite. You can Maybe never be upset with the Snapcaster Mage. Yeah, Snapcaster Mage is awesome. So um, at Magic 30, there's going to be a lot of previews for the Brothers War. And um, if you haven't or can't afford a ticket, you can also purchase a virtual ticket to the um, Wizards 30 convention. I, I don't know if it works a lot like the BlizzCon, but it seems cool. You can purchase one. You can look at all the panels and, and look at all the stuff live. And then they have one spoiler here, which is Mishra's ultimate form. Now, I put these cards on top of cool. each other if you want to read them oh, out. Oh, these are loud. just like the Brizella, the Brizella, uh, the Brizella. They are Brizella melding cards, yes. Okay, okay, cool. <laughs> 
So whenever you attack, each opponent loses X life and you gain X life, where X is the number of attacking creatures. If Mishra claimed by Gix and a creature named Phyrexian Dragon Engine are attacking and you both own and control them, exile them and meld them into Mishra Lost at Phyrexia, it enters the battlefield tapped and attacking. So this is a attack trigger, is the meld. And that's the Phyrexian Dragon Engine. Oh, I was going to see, I was going to ask if we could see the Dragon Engine. So double strike when dragon enter ETBs from your graveyard or enters the battlefield from your graveyard, you may discard your hand. If you do draw three cards, you can unearth oh, and it. it has an earth. Okay, it. so there is a, a convenient way to get it out. Yes. That's crazy. And then Holy you flip the cards and you put them together and you'll get Mishra lost to Phyrexia. Look at how many abilities are on that thing. Target oh, opponent discards two cards. Mishra deals three damage to any target. Destroy target artifact or planeswalker. Creatures you control gain menace and trample until end of turn. Creatures you don't control get minus one, minus one until end of turn. Create two tap power stone tokens. And it's a nine nine. So yep. you, when it, nine, is nine. it when it enters or when it dies or attacks? Or I'm sorry. ETBs about, or okay. attacks. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Got enough choose abilities? Yeah, and you could do uh, choose three. I don't wow. know if you can choose one of them three times. You know what this this reminds me of um Baylor or Balor, the demon card that lets mm -hmm. you like choose yeah, yeah, and but it targets a different player. But this well, one just, just lets you do art. things. Sitting in it looks like there's like a small thing. body on top of what I thought was you're, a face. It is. melds it together. Yeah, you're right. Oh, then. oh I see. <laughs> Bill is laughing. <laughs> Yeah, this is this is an actual physical. Do you remember my Brazella card? Uh, the two angels that I melt together. E vaguely. I'll show you. Uh, so this is the Dominaria United uh, spoilers. These are what the boxes look like. Is you know for Brothers War or Dominaria Remastered? Why did I say United? I think I typed Probably that. because we're just used to it being Dominaria United right now. Yes. Yeah. We know what you mean. <laughs> so you know, the birds of paradise in the middle. Right? It looks funky Pretty. looking, but it looks cool. It does look a little funky. It reminds me of Kevin from Up. I use that card in Kalia. Oh, nice. Look at this jester cap. Jester's I just cap. I like how that. It is. That I is like really the one cool. in the middle. Again, middle one. smile. And Yo, I need that stretch. card. Is that card? Wait, is that the is that the one that's banding commander? Or is that time walk? Yeah. Again, if you're listening to the podcast, um, you can always jump on Twitch and look up Women of Gaming. We're also on YouTube, um, but you mm -hmm. can see the slideshow that Nikki's put together there. Um, sorry oh. if we took the time to describe every single card that we're looking at. We'd be here for the next six hours. It's true. So, <laughs> Nikki, 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 I have a question. Yeah, is time stretch or time walk banding commander? It was time walk, I think right? Time walk. Okay. Yeah. Because I can walk. use that time yeah. stretch. Yeah. Dylan time said it's time. Was it time walk? Okay, that's what I thought. Didn't you tell All him right. to shut up? Yeah, I did. <laughs> he's still there. <laughs> good for you. Good for you, Dylan. Fight oh my time. gosh, it was so funny. Right when we were in the green room before the stream started, uh, Dylan was sitting at his computer desk streaming behind Nikki. And she walks up and she's totally exasperated. She goes, oh, my God. And she reaches down, grabs something, and then pulls up this giant green screen. And then Dylan just disappeared. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was, was gone. Amazing. 
It's so like these magic. are some secret layers for Magic 30. Um, it is a Magic 30 secret layer. Oh. Yo, that's Shark Typhoon. Right? Oh, wow. See, this is how that's you guys have been checked out the whole week, is I have not seen any of these. Oh well, I'm glad I, I could put this together. Yeah, for no, you. <laughs> yeah, it's exciting for me right now. I've I've been through the ringer at work. I can tell you that much. So oh, Tabitha and I, the, there's two secret layers that we wish we would have bought, and mm -hmm. one of them was the Bob Ross lands, and oh, the right. other one was the Crimson Vow horror movie picture ones. I like that one. Yeah, those were really sick. And uh, there was a uh, what? What's the Rise of the Dark Realms. That was, I mean, it's a great card, but the artwork on Rise of the oh, Dark Realms. Oh, it was the movie. Gorgeous. It was the movie horror. It was like yeah. the horror movie nights or mm -hmm. whatever. Sort exactly. of. Yeah, I've got that one too. Beautiful. Yeah, Dragon's the Blade. Uh, the Necropotent's great. Um, yes. Look at the Nikki B. I know, isn't he cute? Oh little The question we had pop up is, are they tournament legal? And the answer is yes. These cards will be tournament legal. Mm-hmm. That birthing pod, though, I like that. Is the Nikki B so cute? All right, all right, here we go. Here comes this. Let the games begin. Going on with this? Gonna crack my knuckles here. Let me stretch. We're gonna cover the 30th anniversary edition of Magic: The Gathering. This is a whole set. Uh. And, of disappointment. Uh, oh, let's just go damn. through the slides and then we'll discuss. <laughs> <laughs> so each display of the 30th anniversary edition will contain four packs of pure nostalgia reimagined in modern context. Each pack contains 15 cards, 13 cards in modern frame, one rare, three uncommons, seven commons, and two basic lands plus one basic land in the retro frame. One additional retro frame and a token. And a partridge in a pear tree. Pretty much. That too. So you can get a Black Lotus. What? <laughs> yeah, okay. you can Band get a reserve list card. Isn't now, that I have a, great? Is it, is it Black Lotus banned in everything though? Uh, it's banned in everything except for vint uh, vintage, I believe it's restricted as one of. I believe it's allowed in Canadian Highlander as well. Yeah, probably. Canadian I thought that was EDH. It is no. Elder Dragon Highlander. It's different though. Okay. Or no, no, Canadian Highlander. Yeah. So Canadian is Canadian is different. Canadian is. I believe. So from my understanding with Canadian Highlander is basically if you have the card, you can play it. <clears throat> so basically as long as Watsi printed it, I believe is the, <clears throat> the criteria that needs to be met. So this card, unless you're playing uh, Canadian, unless you're playing with your friends in Montreal and uh, Winnipeg, this card's useless. This card is useless. Yeah, well, if you would like to click to the next page. I want to. <laughs> okay. Whoa, what happened? Well, I don't so, know what that is. So you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it. Um, wow, what happened? There's there has been some vintage and legacy um, tournaments in the area where they've allowed proxies. So I mean, maybe this could be one of their circumstances where this could actually be beneficial to somebody. Um, and they've actually run the tournaments with the proxies. But um, ever since the companion app, however, I think that's probably going to end up changing. I would say. 
Uh, let me see real quick. I'm trying to fix the slide right here. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little baffled. I mean, yeah, the Black Lotus, that's awesome. It's cool and everything, but the reprint, the reprint's not going to be anywhere near as much in value as an OG, but if it's useless, I'm not, that's like wiping before you poop. It, it don't make no sense. It, it's so just sweet. Mama yeah. Bravo asked me to rip the bandaid off. So just to fill you in a little bit, since you're not a magic player, um, a Black Lotus costs zero to play, which means you don't have to spend, like in Pokemon, you would spend energies to play this card. In Magic, you use mana. So this one, you don't have to spend any mana to put the card into play. And once you sacrifice it, which is essentially taking the card and putting it into your graveyard, you get three mana of any color. And it came out a really long time ago. I don't remember what year it was um, introduced. So 93. So it's one of the original cards and it's highly sought after, but because you can play it for free and then you get three mana of any color, it's been banned from most formats. So to have them reprint it is a really, really big deal because it was supposed to be on the non-reprint list. And now it's back. However, it's not legal. The stipulation which means that it's, it's here. Yeah. We have it printed. We can own a Black Lotus again, but we can't play it anywhere. So really, what's the point of buying this card just to say Why? that you have a reprinted Black Lotus? Wiping before you poop. So, uh, real yeah. quick, Nikki, uh, for those who are... I wanted to read it off to yeah, them, if uh, I could. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. We do have a little bit more context. We're going to let Nikki uh, actually read that one out for those of you who are listening. Alrighty. So, it says... If I can get it to work. One second. <clears throat> and... If your play group is okay playing it, then yeah, that that's true. That I, I would agree with that. And another comment we got: Will the reprint reprint kill the value of the OG? Absolutely not. Not not no. magic. No, not especially since the back the back side of all of these are uh, very much like the championship decks that yeah. they printed or whatever that they did a, a while back. So that's. Uh, these will not take the value of the originals. This is their, um, why don't you reprint the re reserve list? And they're like, okay, we'll reprint okay, the so reserve list, but you can't use it. Go for it. Sorry. The 30th anniversary edition is a commemorative, collectible, non-tournament legal product celebrating 30 years of magic inspired by 30, uh, inspired by limited edition beta. 30-year anniversary edition lets fans and collectors... Experience some of the most iconic elements of Magic's early years. 30th Anniversary Edition will be on sale for the holidays, available November 28th for $999 on 30thedition.wizards.com. And even with Magic growing tremendously throughout the past 30 years, um, we have gone back to our roots with a limited edition print run. So, oh, it's a it's a new cash grab by Wizards of the Coast. Wow! Ouch. So you can buy yep. this four packs. Yes, yes Jesse, exactly. that much for proxies. Four packs. Gives, yes. <laughs> I I mean I thought the double masters was steep for you know the six packs that we got in the collector booster. But I mean, four packs for a grand. 
I'll just say <laughs> kiss my ass. Yeah. So, and there's, there's been a lot of people that are unhappy with that. I have included a link here because it gets worse. So if we want to continue with the slide, I don't know if it'll let you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Give me one Sorry second. Sorry about that. No, you're totally good. So some good news. This is a reinterpreted uh, product with a modern approach. So cards that they didn't reprint, thank God, and touch up were Contract from Below, Dark Pack, Demonic Attorney, Earthbind, Weakness, and Crusade. And if any of you um, don't know what Earthbind is... Go, go ahead and uh, Google it. We'll take that time yeah. to go Google this very racist card. <laughs> um, Are we talking yeah. about Meekstone? Okay, no Earthbind and MTG. It is, yeah. Earthbind, I'm not pulling it up. Okay. Um, so it's, it depicts, it looks like a, a fairy. Um, yeah, it looks like it's a... You know, I've seen um, girls, uh, this this one particular woman on Twitter that um, actually recreated this image. I'm, I'm going to try to pull that up real quick for you, Des. Okay. Yeah, there was an image that I forgot to send uh, mm -hmm. during pre-production. I apologize well, for that. We're looking through that. I just wanted to tell you guys. So for four packs for $1,000, you don't get all of the cards because I included a link on that very last slide there. That is a link to all of the potential cards you could get. So you could end up getting absolute garbage that you just blew a grand on. Yeah. Wow. Hooray. That's yeah. terrible, dude. <laughs> so uh, Desiree sent this to me and it's now pulled up on the screen. But for those of you who are listening, first off, this is a off of a Twitter feed. Mara Rosewater. Is this any relation to. Uh, uh, I don't I don't believe so. I, I think she just has a, a thing for Mark Rosewater. She's always okay. talking about him and, and adding him in her post. Um, she has another username. It goes under Mara is bored and Mara plays magic. So mm -hmm. I, I see her quite a bit on our feed. But she's saying, I'm not playing a game against anyone using 30th Anniversary Edition cards. I can't encourage such blatant exploitation of the MTG community. We pour so much of our resources into this game, and releasing this product for the anniversary shows a blatant disregard for the players. Worst product it, ever. Agreed yep. there. Dra Dragon Blades I, yeah, I have to agree as well. This, this is not just exploitation. Okay. I've talked about this before. And I will tell, I'll do it again. I'll say it every time. So um, when they did the whole cash grab with the uh, Walking Dead secret layer, I defended Wizards of the Coast on that one. Okay, I did as well. Yeah, but this this is just wrong on so many levels. It's very like again, like I said. Oh, that's some pretty cardboard art, kind of like you know, mm. some art that I want to put on a wall. Yeah, but to exclude a whole bunch of group because I was asking on our Facebook, I was like to exclude a whole bunch of players who really love this game and to make a product that is wildly out of the range of anybody, and and you only get four packs with no guaranteed you're actually gonna get that mm. Black Lotus. 
you fucking kidding me? There's another F-bomb. So there we go. Like well, We're officially rated R. You have officially, like, really isolated your your fan base and the people who play your games. And a lot of people, like, you can look anywhere on the internet right now, and they are super miffed about this. Yeah, yeah. I know, like everyone is, yeah. I happen I, to see a, uh, sorry to, to interrupt, but I'm just going to continue no, this one train of thought. I happened to see a post on a Mag- Magic the Gathering Facebook um, site, and it said, like, oh, Wizards of the Coast is, they foresee the future that Wizards of the Coast is going to be like, oh, my bad, mark it down to $500, and then everybody will feel like they win. I bet you something like that will happen, and that's still yeah. freaking awful. We were, we were talking about that at the LGS last night during Ladies' Night, and... Um, one of the one of the the people that showed up to play, he was saying that he's anticipating people being burnt out by the amount of um, sets yes. that they're producing so quickly with the high dollar tags on them, and then mm-hmm. you know the Magic Thirty stuff that's coming out on top of it. It's like where where is there an end? You know, when do we get a little bit of a break? Um, you know, normally people want all the content and all the things that you can get, and they can't get it fast enough. But when the price tag is this high, how are we supposed to keep up with it is my question. Well, not even just that, but pushing out products so frequently, I haven't had any time to enjoy any of my cards. Mm-hmm. Um, I did an yeah. event for the uh, at Command Fest, and that was the, the Commander Draft. That was really fun for the D&D cards. And then it was all swept under the rug as it was replaced by the next set and the next set. And, like, I feel like I don't get to hold on to them long enough to even play with it. Okay, like, I, I'm I'm going <laughs> to chime in real quick. It, it, it kind of drives me a little nuts. Don't get me wrong. We're coming up on Magic 30, and that's important. I'm not disagreeing with that at all. But it also seems to me that Wizards... And Hasbro, uh, let, let, we got to throw Hasbro into it because Hasbro owns Wizards of the Coast. Mm-hmm. They almost seem like, to me, they're taking advantage of the fact, okay, Magic is a community game. It's an in-person game. I like playing on Spell Table, but I would give my left arm to just play with you guys uh, like live and in color. I mean, this is a game that's built on community and people getting together and having casual interaction. And now we're coming out of the pandemic and it's almost like Wizards is, okay, people are getting back together for uh, Grand Prix and uh, conventions and Commander Fest and all this other stuff. So we need to get as much money out of these people as we can now that they're all getting back together. And to me, that's, that's betraying a trust. Do you mind if I add to that? Yeah, yeah, please respond. Absolutely. Um. I have a feeling that a lot of this stuff that's coming out is geared towards commander players, knowing that commander players will drop money on these expensive cards because that's, we don't, we're, we play an eternal format. I, I love modern and I love pioneer. Um, but I prefer commander over anything else because that's where I originally started. And, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a culprit when it comes to wanting the fancy foily cards. You know, I had a near complete set of the mythic edition planeswalkers when they were out, but, um, this, I have a feeling, especially since we were were like, yeah, uh, 
I want to bring that oh, up. Yeah, let, 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 let's let Sammy finish her. Well, let's <laughs> let Sammy finish her thought, and uh, we can definitely uh, come back to that because we have one little thing that we want to watch and get reaction. But Sammy, please finish your thought. Um, we literally kept paper magic going through the pandemic, um, especially with when when I was when I was on unemployment for the four months that I was on I I was I'm not gonna lie I was making bank I didn't treat it the way I should have treated it and saved it instead but I was making a lot of money off of unemployment I dropped three grand on Ikoria three and that was on the Japanese yes on Japanese collectors booster packs because I wanted I wanted the Godzilla cards right so um and Des is far more into Godzilla than I ever you will mean. be, but it's it's one of those things where like that that was a that was after everything got shut down, and because of spell table and everything else, we kept buying paper magic cards. Yep. So we kept the wizards going through paper magic through this whole time through that pandemic for almost two years, mm -hmm. and now they realize that's where most of the money is being spent is stuff that's legal in Commander because we're in eternal format. So we're not, our stuff's not rotating out. Yeah, it'll get banned every now and then, you know, depending on what it is. But this is something I anymore. really wanted to touch on next yeah. episode. Yes. Okay, Let, well, yeah. I, I mean, I didn't know. I didn't, no, no, I had no, no I, idea. So, no, but, yeah. no, we're just going to have to dive deeper into it yeah. next week. That's all. Yes. Because Nando is, pointed it out. Uh, yeah, yeah, I read the same article. Uh, I would like to be sent that magic. article so I could read it uh, because yeah. I feel exactly the opposite. For sure, uh, for sure. So, so we'll going to be a nice debate next week. Yeah. I get the feeling next week we're going to have some MSNBC Fox News debating <laughs> going on. I really don't think that. But I, I think we're also all going to be on the same page. We're just going to have minor differences. But oh, for before, sure. Before Absolutely. We go, we, we're all gamers. Mm -hmm. And we definitely want to enjoy uh, content based on video games. And coming to HBO Max soon, if you've ever played yes. the popular video game, The Last of Us. And it's a series now, isn't it, Sammy? Uh, it's yeah. actually uh, coming out next what, what, Sorry, the, I'm not the, Sammy. No, <laughs> the, the, the video game itself, there's been more than one produced, right? Is what uh, there's The Last of Us and then The Last of Us Part 2. And then they actually, they remastered the first one for PlayStation 4. And then they actually remastered it again for PlayStation 5. And it looks massively different and amazing upgrades. The solid state drives on the Series X and the PS5 are amazing. It's crazy mm -hmm. what they could do with those graphics. Okay. That's so exciting. this is, this is going to be an HBO Max series based on the very popular video game series, The Last of Us. Pedro Pascal so. is Joel. I haven't seen this yet. So no, Pedro nice. Pascal is not daddy. No. Well, no, I said he's Joel. Isn't he Joel? Didn't hey, they cast oh, him oh, oh, I don't care. He's just, I, I, totally different conversation. Let's check this out. YouTube, do not ban us. Do not hit us <laughs> with the copyright strike. This is a, this is a, uh, a review. So here we go. Let's check it out. Roses have faded, there's frost at my door. The birds in the morning don't sing anymore. The grass in the valley is starting to die, and out in the darkness, the whippoorwills cry. I approve of who they chose to play. The sky has turned gray, the hound in the distance is starting to fade. Yeah. 
Oh my god. Alone and forsaken by fate and by man. Oh Lord, if you hear me, please hold my hand. Alone and forsaken by fate and by man. This is your chance. Hold that shot. You keep her alive. And you said everything right. killer okay i have so many questions my first question is that liana mormont yes yes let's go yes from game of yep. thrones yes. i yes. thought so yes yes it is i i i am i am okay with this cast Bella this ramsey cast looks great okay so uh was nick offerman in one of those scenes as well yep Hmm? Oh my god. So we know that Ron Swanson survives the zombie apocalypse. Let's go. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> um so that is probably one of the best live stream like cast adaptations that I've seen of any video game so far. It looks amazing. It does. It, it does. I was a little eh with Uncharted. Uh I I'm always going to love a Tom Holland, but uh, they they definitely nailed nailed it. I you know not gonna lie when they first said that they were gonna do Last of Us as a series, I thought that it was going to be Ellen Page before he transitioned to Elliot Page. Ellis. Um. Uh, who? Ellis Page. Ellis. Ellis. It's oh, his name now. Did, oh, okay. That's that's news to me. Sorry, <laughs> my apologies. Um. But uh, I really like this this cast. I'm I'm excited. Um, I you guys know I'm not a Sony fan, but I this The Last of Us is one of those video games that I can definitely say like they they did a really good really good job on it. Good so, job. I'm, I'm I've never played it, and I I don't really know much about the storyline. Um, oh. Me neither. Uh, so this will be a treat to watch. Me knowing that I'm going into something blind and I don't actually know what's going to happen. The division so. coming to Netflix, I am interested. I did not know. I didn't even know that was a thing. But the division coming division to Netflix, would be cool. That would division be would be cool. cool. Um, I'm going to share my thoughts real quick. This looks amazing. I think it's got great potential. I cannot stand Pedro Pascal. I think he's one of the scummiest people in Hollywood. But yeah. uh, uh, I'm just saying it, it is what he is. And he is who he is. And that's fine. But yeah, I. Uh, what did he do? Yeah, what did he uh, do we're, to we're, you? We're not. We're not going to go into. We're not going to get into that here. I have a contract that stipulates I don't have to discuss that. So. Oh. oh. <laughs> now he he's he's done and said some very scummy things. But as oh, a, but as an actor, I like I loved him as the Viper, in uh, as um, uh, God Martell, in Game of Thrones. Yes. Uh, yes, I really liked him in that. Isn't he the Mandalorian? He yes. Is also the Mandalorian. Yeah, he is the Mandalorian. And Nando, you're right. Opening a can of worms, I'm not doing he's that. He's not I, existing if he's not opening cans of worms. <laughs> no, if th this wouldn't be a can of worms. This would be a can of whoop ass. And I'm not going to do that here. So. Uh-oh. Yeah. 
but I'm excited. I, I, I still want to see this. I think this will be an amazing uh, project. Oh, well, you're going to be seeing him in every episode, so I hope you can handle it. Uh, all <laughs> good. I'm not, I'm not triggered. I just don't have to support him. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, I think this is a good time for me to jump in and fill everybody in on recent WOG news. So Women of Gaming um, is moving forward very quickly, and we're super excited about it. We recently had a board meeting that included our general members so that we could actually vote for our board. Um, as of now, we have our vice chair, our president, the secretary, and our general board member. So I want to say congratulations to Mr. Adam Fisher, who has graciously decided to join us as a board member. Uh, Nikki is our new vice chair. And uh, Pokemon Alyssa, has joined on as our secretary. So we're still looking to fill our treasury position, but thankfully we've got all the other ones filled up so far. Um, oh, that was weird. Um, so, you know, we're, we're excited. We're looking to move forward. As soon as we get that treasurer on board, we're actually going to be filing for our official tax exemption um, paperwork that will give us that st um, status from the federal government, not just the state. Um, so we can get we're gonna back be going to you. Exactly. You know, uh, a good portion of us are going to be at Magic 30. So if you find yourself there, please come and say hi. We'd love to take a picture with everybody. Um, closer to the event, I'm actually going to be posting on the Women of Magic Facebook page to see if we can lock down a time and spot where we can get together and say hi, take pictures, maybe play some games, um, go out for a drink. Who knows? It's Vegas. We'll figure something out to do. Uh, aside from that, um, you know, I do we're just really excited. I've, only because yeah. I've been checked out for the last week because you yeah, guys know up? my whole situation with work. Are there going to be leadership is it, uh, positions available for um, other things regarding social media and whatnot? Yeah. So once we get the last board member established, um, the board is going to discuss the leadership roles that we need to put in place. Um, we haven't locked down all of the positions yet, but these positions don't necessarily have to be local. And again, we are looking to expand. So bringing up different chapters in different areas, which will mean more positions will open up elsewhere so that we have a full team staffing and, you know, I don't know, on the East Coast or, you know, the Midwest, wherever, wherever WOG needs to be, wherever you guys want us, that's where we're trying to get to. Um, are there any questions from you. the chat or from you guys? <laughs> Not at all. All right, Bill, we lost your video. Yeah, yeah we did. I, I, I know. Oh, oh, hooray! Oh, <laughs> sad face. No, not hooray about Bill, but just hooray about the news. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hooray about Wog. And I'm just, I'm so excited. And again, I want to say thank you to everybody for your ongoing support. We really appreciate it. Um, we're, we're looking to do a lot of really good things. Um, exciting stuff coming up. Just stick with us. The next general board meeting will be sometime in November. And that meeting will be open to any of our members to join up. So if you haven't already gone, um, please check out our website, www.womenofgaming.com. And I'll throw a banner up in just a second. Womenofgaming.com. Um, you can go on there and actually click on the login and you'll be able to sign up, give us your email address. So once we start pushing out um, monthly emails, you'll be able to get all of that news as well. But, uh, I'm actually yeah, really that's, that's excited. Adam so Fisher's part of our board. Yeah. Yes, I am too. I'm very excited. And he's, a huge, um, he's a huge connection to Wizards as well. So that's pretty super exciting. 
Yeah. Um, and more so than his connection, you know, the fact that he has a daughter that plays, um, he's got two young daughters and he's really well, looking to, yeah. to make a better environment for them. The oh no, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, it's just, yeah, it's really exciting to see a dad that's so heavily involved that wants to create this better community for his daughters and every other woman and person in general that plays mm-hmm. these games. So we really appreciate what he's going to be doing for us. And speaking of that, uh, just like Adam Fisher is part of the board, uh, if you are male and you do want to make a better, you know, space for for women or uh, your daughters or a spouse or a partner, literally, like we will accept you with open arms for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep, we are an all inclusive group, and we plan to remain that way for the forever future. Oh, yeah, <laughs> forever future. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, it looks like we're at that mark. So again, thank you so much for joining us. We will see you next week, 6.30 Pacific Standard Time, 8.30 for you guys that are weird and in Central Time. Um, (laughs) Check out our Facebook page. If you're into Pokemon, Women of Pokemon has 97 group members right now. And as soon as we hit that 100 mark, we're doing a giveaway. So check that out too. Um, Again, thank you. We love you. And we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Women of Gaming podcast. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.